the more that these pieces fall in line, the better of a storyline that you can have in an MMO. That's why we get so excited about it is because yep. like, it's, it's all there. Like this is like, you can't have a better canvas. All right. So now you just got to finish the painting and give it to us. All right? So like, we'll say it again. If this MMO doesn't work, then the only person to blame is Riot. Because they have 100%. all the tools, all the money, and all the time. So if they fuck this up, the world, there will literally be a rune war. If they fuck this up, we will have a real rune war in America. Yep. And, and we're going to be on the front lines, all right? Like this. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 93. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. And we are so happy to bring to you our very first Not Safe for Work episode. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think the majority of our content is marked as explicit. I'm not sure. It's very inconsistent. Um, No, no. No, I, I I am talking about who we're talking about today. I'm... I I'm not gonna be okay. <laughs> oh no! Are we gonna get canceled? This is gonna yes. suck. Yes, I <laughs> I refuse to lie about who I am now. <laughs> well, at least okay. Let's let's just get into the housekeeping before the sickness kicks in. <laughs> so you can listen to us everywhere. You can send emails at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info, and then follow us on all the platforms or any platform. We appreciate it. Uh, leave a like follow short review comment all that good stuff but the easiest way and how we've gotten this far is just word of mouth so tell a friend to learn how to manipulate others for their own gain by listening to the casuals of runeterra podcast that's not a good start considering what you started with but i didn't expect you to start off with that so we're just digging a hole here bro I what what do you what were you expecting me to do? Like, all right, just for the listeners, we're talking about Evelyn today, and yes, I have a problem. All right, there, done, we got it. Uh, yeah, title for this episode: Starving for Affection. Um, oh yes. Oh no, <laughs> already sick to my stomach. All right, so we're gonna start with the spell as we always do. And this one's just an easy one. If you play the game, like League of Legends, if you play Legends of Runeterra, if you play anything, Allure, um, which is, it's funny. You know, I won't, I won't talk about that. Anyways, Allure. <laughs> Hatch just fucked the vibes of this whole podcast. I did it. <laughs> I win the podcast. <laughs> So Allure is one of her known moves. You know, you throw it out there and it brings the enemy towards you for a short amount of time. In Legends of Ruterra, though, it's a two-cost focus spell. It's Damasian. And it has summon a random husk and grant it plus one, plus zero. So what is a husk? Um, A husk is like it's a non-collectible card. So you can't put it in your deck when you deck build. Uh, but she creates it, and cards within her archetype create them as well. That's Evelyn's thing. Hetz will talk about it in a bit. But yeah. a husk is a card that's created with a keyword associated with it, uh, and it's an O one. 
And then when you summon another unit, it will eat or consume the husk to gain its stuff, right? Uh, and there's a bunch of different type of husk because lore-wise, it's associated with a different type of demons that are associated with Evelyn that we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> I, I, as far as like the card itself, there's really nothing too much to really talk about the card. Uh, like it's it is nice to have as far as for the Evelyn archetype and the gameplay. Um, and of course, for us, we like the flavor, but the flavor on this is very simple. And it is just a direct quote from Evelyn, and it is closer, love. And ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just, all it took for just him. Talk, just talk to me, Evelyn. He's already, just, he came. It's done. Yes, it's over. The episode is complete. Right. Okay. You, you, you got it from here, right? I'm, I'm out. This, this, our Evelyn episode is going to be a whole edging thing for Hedge. <laughs> so, as a listener, I need you to consent before listening to this because it's disgusting. Oh, shit. I, yeah, I wasn't ready for you to keep going on. <laughs> uh, no, I'm losing the podcast now. <laughs> so this takes us to our unit um, by the name of Steam. Uh, and no, not the service that we all love so much and spend so much money on. Uh, this isn't Gaben's product. Uh, Steam is a demon. So this is outside of the game. So if you're only a League of Legends player, you don't really know... Uh, there's other things like nightmares, right? There's nocturne. Uh, there's devils, quote unquote, uh, slash illusions like Shaco. Uh, and then there's demons like Evelyn. But we didn't know about other demons, right? Uh, and Evelyn actually has a following. And it's cool what they did with uh, Legends of Runeterra because it's obviously a vehicle for increasing the lore of the world as we prepare for the MMO. Never forget, it's on the horizon. We can't wait. But... Um, it's cool to see all these lesser demons as referred to, and we'll talk a bit more about that. But we get Steam here, uh, which is one of many uh, other follower cards that fall within this lore. Uh, and he is a six-cost scout uh, with six-five, and when I'm summoned, summon a random husk. So we have another reference to her archetype, uh, but this is essentially just a vanilla card. Not much here as far as the card is concerned. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is it is a nice card to have as far as for, like, being able to play along with Evelyn. Um, I say it's a nice card to play along with Evelyn. It's better to play this alongside Kaisa uh, because of the scout keyword. It's, like, a, a one that's kind of hard to get off of the husks and with Shirema. Um, yeah. But even then, you really only want it to be, like, a one-of. Um, but the, the card... Uh, yeah basically vanilla but the cool part is the flavor text because like you said uh it's not directly from league of legends uh and this one has a ton going on here and it's one of the reasons we get more excited about the idea of the mmo coming up because of just how much they put onto steam here uh so I'll just go ahead and read it directly. Evelyn's first encounter with Steam was a violent, thrilling affair. Evelyn remembered how he smiled with unbridled pleasure as she flayed him, and how he returned the suffering just as eagerly when it was his turn. After finally overpowering Steam, Evelyn chose then not to destroy the lesser demon, but to bind him to her forever. Perhaps, she thought, they could share their mutual love for butchery with the world. Uh, and, I mean, like, that... Like, that gives us a lot right there. Like, there's, you know, it's the idea that there's more demons. 
the steam and Evelyn were not cool with each other in the beginning. Yeah, a hierarchy. Yeah. Uh, and they're technically still not even that cool with each other. It's just that Evelyn chose to spare him off of like the exchange of servitude. So it, like they, and it's like, okay, so how many other, are there demons above Evelyn? Yeah. Or is Evelyn like the tip top? We don't know that kind of stuff. And like, that's, that's what makes us more excited about seeing more of these demons and hopefully getting more of the story later on in the, in the MMO, because there's that justice one card opens a lot of questions up. Yeah, and the other demons that you know, we're going to talk about in a later episode, not the next one with our story, just later episodes. We're going to be around forever. Don't worry about it. So Steam is one demon that's mentioned here, and the other followers are Vora, Salter, Domination, and Solitude. And as far as the ranking, as far as like the art is concerned, it shows us that Evelyn is the leader. I mean, she's drawn in the middle. They're behind her, uh, and they are skewed throughout um runeterra that's the other part is all of these demons are represented by different regions and right. when you look at the husk cards the husk cards are all pulled from the same art piece but it's a big art piece with multiple different nationalities in it which shows they're feeding across runeterra so it's one of those things when you think about like the black rose right uh, and things we've talked about in the past that, you know, originate in a specific zone, but proliferate, oh, oh, that said that wrong, proliferate <laughs> throughout <laughs> Runeterra in some fashion. And in this one, we're specifically talking about demons. The other cool part about Steam is that the way it's described in the card, we do know Evelyn can change forms, right? She has like her wispy demon form, which we'll talk about. She has her physical um, you know, attractive form to attract humans. And then she has like a physical demon form. And assuming that I, you know, we're making leaps here, but I, I like to think that steam was her on a feeding hunt. And she thought he was a human while he was hunting and then got his attention because they want the same thing. And then as she's feeding on him, she's like, Oh shit, this is a demon. That would be like a really cool interaction to see a short vid, you know, that kind of stuff that we like. Yeah, like that that would definitely be like really cool cuz what if it wasn't that like you know maybe maybe Evelyn was hunting someone else entirely different and then like her prey just gets pounced on. Yeah. And it's like and so then you know she's just kind of tapping steam on the shoulder like, "Hey, hey, hey dude, what the fuck?" Yeah. Like this, this that's mine. That's mine and then they just find it out like And is there uh, a they, cheat they could code go, for feeding yeah. or a feedback loop? Where you could feed a demon could feed on another demon and they can feed each other. Like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I had to. It was too easy. I wish, I wish the viewers could see my face right now because I feel like I am presenting the face of the audience for everyone. How dare you? But, but yeah, let's hop into uh, Evelyn's story real quick because the. Uh, like with you talking about like the different forms of Evelyn, I, I do want to talk about the card because I think the art of the card does a better job of portraying her different forms than uh, the League of Legends game. Um, so uh, Evelyn, as far as in short, Evelyn is a succubus uh, or a demon. She's a demon, but essentially a succubus demon that feeds on pain and suffering instead of what very lewd people are thinking. Uh, and <laughs> since it's, she's a demon that feeds on pain and suffering, 
That's it. That's a whole story. So next week. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, no, the, the, that is like the short of it. But we're going to talk about like where Evelyn came from, like in uh, as far as her origins. So yeah. it if you go back and listen to some of our other episodes, kind of like uh, like our Nivea episode or um, the uh, episodes that deal with the more spiritual beings of Runeterra, um, or like one of our more recent ones, Ari episode two, uh, Evelyn started off as a spirit, uh, but she was more of a shadow. It's so a shadow that is just an, a mass of energy and magics that had no form and had no consciousness. So unlike, you know, Nivea and Ari, there wasn't a thing of just, you know, like always having existed or anything like that. This consciousness of Evelyn wasn't there. It was just energy, just a mass of energy. And it stayed that way, just existing through well, beneath Runeterra or throughout Runeterra. We're not entirely sure about that bit, but she existed that way for centuries. And it wasn't until the Rune Wars happened that anything even stirred or interacted with this energy at all. Uh, and we've talked a little bit about the Rune Wars before on that on our show. Uh, we haven't like gone into like too much detail because that would have to be with a lot of like our super like ancient yeah. uh, characters. There's so, so like, many catastrophes. Kale. It's hard to you know cover them all at once. I like so. Welcome to Ruination 4.0. <laughs> like, <laughs> give us another hundred episodes. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. But like the. I it would be exciting to talk about um you know like Kale and Morgana to get more into the Rune Wars, but we do touch on it a bit in our Arcane episodes because Heimerdinger and the show Arcane kind of you know alludes to the idea that he was present for the Rune Wars. Yeah. So we we touched on it a little bit there if you want to listen to those episodes, but we don't go into details with it. We're not gonna go into details with the Rune Wars here. What you need to know is that the Rune Wars was the most catastrophic event that happened for the first time in Rune Terra. So before we've got our ruinations, uh, the destruction of Sharima, uh, the cataclysms, before we have any of that, and before we are even reaching the point of history that we are in right now at the story of Rune Terra, we have the Rune Wars. And the Rune Wars, again, was essentially global catastrophe. And it is during this that this energy, this shadow, starts to stir, and it is it is prodded into an existence or into stirring by the pain and suffering of all of Runeterra. And uh, if we're talking about a war, that's a lot. Like <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of pain and suffering. This isn't just like you know, oh man. Like ten dudes got into a fight in in the streets of Noxus and summoned a demon. <laughs> like this, this isn't what we're talking about. We're, we're talking about like a like global event, and it's that pain and suffering that stirs this shadow into consciousness. And what ends up happening is that this shadow begins to just consume 
all of it. It, as far as the direct words, it, it drank in all of Runeterra's pain, which it experienced as boundless pleasure. And That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, no, no, like, like <laughs> everyone thinks of like pain, pleasure. Absolutely. There's like that is, you know, that's a universal truth. It is not recognized as a kink or a strangeness at all. <laughs> <laughs> I sense a hint of sarcasm. I'm not sure because I know you. So that's the <laughs> this is where we're at a crossroads. <laughs> no, no, no. It's entirely sarcasm. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but so yeah, no, no, I, I wanted I wanted to say that, you know, when you talk about scale. On one of our episodes, specifically the Annie episode, both her biography and her story, we talked about just two people that were mages getting together and having a kid and what that caused. So if you think about <laughs> the whole world of Ruterra, <laughs> voila. <laughs> Prepare for Ryan's greatest trick, <laughs> world destruction. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, yeah, no, like, but I mean, that's that's a perfect example. It's like, you know, two powerful beings, um, like two powerful beings in the world of Runeterra get together and they can create something that can have like an immense amount of power that even the strongest mages don't understand. So imagine if the whole world kind of got onto that idea of like, Hey, let's start creating weapons to take out our enemies. Uh, that's a lot of pain and destruction. Yeah. So that is, that is the amount of pain and destruction that stirs Evelyn into consciousness. But again, this stirring of consciousness and this consumption of pain as pleasure Evelyn's still just a ball of energy. It's yes. still just a shadow, a formless being. But now she's become conscious. And now she is addicted to the pain and suffering mm -hmm. of the mortal realm. And this is, again, you know, we're probably going to make a comparisons a lot to Ari's episode because, you know, Ari as we talked about in that episode, she gets hooked on consuming all the experiences of, of uh, the mortal people. And like, that's what kind of drags her into the mortal realm is like, Hey, I want to, I want to eat more. <laughs> so, but with Evelyn, yeah. you know, it's strictly just pain. Like Ari kind of consumes all of the human experience. Evelyn is only interested in the pain, only in the suffering. And with, with wanting to have more of this, Evelyn just goes on this feeding frenzy of consuming everything that's happening without throughout the Rune Wars. But the Rune Wars do do not last forever. So when the Rune Wars end, all of a sudden, having the most intense, like largest plate of food that Evelyn could have, she's now reduced to absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And like we're talking about someone who went on like basically a meth bender <laughs> and then is like, okay, now all, quit cold Turkey. Yeah, yeah. Like it was like, we're, we're out of meth and everyone's <laughs> like, no, I, I need more meth. And so she's going to go out and get more meth. Yeah. So, she's not the type to turn to like subsistence farming. Right. That's not, <laughs> that's not her bag. That's not how that no. works. 
No, it's not her bag. So, so this is when Evelyn is like, you know, finally like, okay, well, if they, if the people of Runeterra aren't going to be, you know, causing all the pain and destruction on their own, I'm going to go out and get some. All right, I am going. Yeah, hashtag hashtag evolution. So Evelyn decides that she is going to start causing pain and suffering so that she can have something to eat, and it is. In this quest that she discovers, hey, if I'm going to succeed in this, I need to be able to drag people towards me. I need to allure them. Mm-hmm. See what I did? Uh, yeah, we're good at this. We should have a show. Um, but she, <laughs> she's like, I'm. I need something to allure my prey to me so that I can so that I can eat. Yeah. And again, since it's with pain and suffering too. She finds that it's more delicious to her, or essentially more pleasurable to her, if their pain and suffering is preceded by the idea that they're going to have a reward. Yeah. And it's like, so she starts studying the mortal people around her and takes on a form that is appealing to the mortals and that promises more than what she is offering them. Yeah, and she is has it in her physical form, in the way that she talks, the way that she walks. She is mimicking the perfect specimen anglerfish. Yeah, she becomes an anglerfish. (laughs) I am going to create (laughs) the most beautiful thing in the depths of the ocean, and it's like I'm going to create the most beautiful light bulb, and (laughs) this light bulb is going to have everybody wanting to change it. Lord. So, but this is a point that it's like in a matter of weeks, she perfects her hunting techniques. She perfects her physical form and she sets out to feed upon the people of Runeterra. And uh, again, it is for the idea of like, you know, bringing them to a super high before bringing them to their lowest low. And even though she has perfected her art she still is only taking out one person at a time yeah that is not the same as world war ii all right like she she needs a lot of people to die she needs a lot of people to be in pain and a lot of people to be in suffering so now with her perfected technique she is essentially just surviving and she's holding out so that until she can find a way to push Runeterra back into a global scale war once again so that she can have that high. Which, again, like a meth addict, she's off chasing the dragon. She's she's looking for that first high all over again. And this and this opens the door, you know, when we talk about our our personal speculations for what will come in the MMO. This is what gives you space to have a crossover of Evelyn and the Black Rose or Evelyn and Darkens. And like you can have all these different routes for motives of lining, even though hers is more pure and animalistic, where others are more control based. It doesn't matter. You can then cross those over and have some interesting stories come out of that. Absolutely. And like, especially since now. At the point of recording, like we recently had uh, more, we've had Darken added into the game of Runeterra. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, they, it, this is the time to really start 
push putting the pieces together of like the dark and the other demons uh, and like the more that these pieces fall in line the better of a storyline that you can have in an mmo that's why we get so excited about it is because yep. like it's it's all there like this is like you can't have a better canvas all right so now you just got to finish the painting and give it to us all right so like, we'll say it again if this mmo doesn't work then the only person to blame is riot because they have 100%. all the tools, all the money, and all the time. So if they fuck this up, <laughs> the world, there will literally be a rune war. If they fuck this up, we will have a real rune war in America. <laughs> yep. And, and we're going to be on the front lines, all right? Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been <laughs> so I've been hoarding all these bullets. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's let's get to the card yeah. before you know the FBI decides to investigate Ryan. Um, <laughs> Fucking nerds, man! <laughs> all right. So Evelyn is a super interesting card uh, as far as like the way that the way that she's set up compared to the other champions, which is very refreshing because she's finally not a two drop three, two with quick attack. Um, so, but out of all the champions you, other than Braum, Evelyn is right there at the top for the dumpy seal of approval from the casuals of Terra. Yeah. And oh yeah, girl. Um, so Evelyn is a four mana zero five. Right. But, no keywords four mana zero five and she is a the she was actually one of the very first rune terra region cards added to the game so if you're playing evelyn then she's one of the first with the origin and uh, so the origin of agony's embrace which allows her to play cards with uh with husks from any region all right. Yeah. And which is important because uh, first, her summon ability is when I'm summoned, summon a random husk, which is a zero one with a random keyword on it. And when the husk dies or when you play a card from hand, it will consume the husk to get its stats and keywords. Mm -hmm. um, so her level up is when you or an ally kill an allied husk give me its positive keywords this round and i level up so it is not hard to level up evelyn at all uh, especially since she can grab from any region cards that allow her to level up and she creates the means for her to level herself up as well off of her card so you're going to you're going to see Evelyn level up, but her level up in the beginning is a lot like Nars. So let's look at the flip side. Uh, Evelyn on the flip is a four mana five five instead of a zero five and still has when you are an ally kill an allied husk. Give me its positive keywords this round. And then at the round end, summon a random husk. If fewer than six allies have died this game, transform me back into Evelyn. 
Um, and so she will flip over to the non-leveled up side, kind of like Nar does. So, you know, very similar to a transform effect. But hers is has the prerequisite of if six allies have died this game, she's not going to flip back. She's going to stay at 5-5 five, five and continually keep making husks. So when she gets to that point, like that, you know, the Evelyn card can be really dangerous. Like she can basically get to a point where she is ending games on her own. Um, but a super cool card. I had a lot of fun playing around with Evelyn decks, but uh, she is a very aggressive style card. Like you're not, you're going to be playing. If you're playing this card, you are looking to try to end the game by like turn seven. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it, it, there, there, and again, with the way that she levels up, there's not really a room for creativity. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know what you need to do. You got to do it. So don't try to get cute. You're not splashing <laughs> like, Evelyn. No, you don't splash Evelyn. All right. Like, uh, no, like the the last time I was climbing, I was actually climbing with a Lucian Le Evelyn deck, and it, it was like you know by turn by turn five, I would have like a flipped Lucian off of husks alone. <laughs> like, yeah. It, like yeah, like you can you can do like some scary things in the aggressive world with this, but it's very one dimensional. So it like players can play around it very easily. And thematically, that, yeah, thematically is pretty cool how. You know, the like Hetch mentioned, the stat line is very unique, right? Especially for, you know, she doesn't have quick attack. But <laughs> I mean, unique as being a zero five, because as we mentioned earlier, she started off as nothing, right? So she's becoming something. And in the text, it talks about her creating a visage and then shedding that visage. So her going from A, point A to B to C, and then back to point A to B to C, it, it's kind of like vampiric like, right? Right. Yeah, it, and it's really cool too. Even though we have vampires we get, I've, <laughs> in yeah. this universe, I don't want to confuse anybody. I'm sorry. Yeah, Vla Vladimir is just off to the side doing the meme from that guy, like at the cricket game, just looking disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like, just looking at you right now, like how could you? Um, but it, it's also really cool too because we, you know, we just talked about how Evelyn, you know, took time to like perfect herself. And she does that in the card game, too, of just like, yeah, no, you, it takes a little bit of time before she stays flipped, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, So I, they did a really good job with this card. Uh, and again, the flavor text is what makes us so excited. So the front side of this card is a really is a really cool art piece of like Evelyn seducing a Lunari priestess. And then the flavor text is the priestess's pupils were blown wide and her hand trembled with nervous excitement. She was ready. This was a single moment Evelyn craved more than any other. She grinned and slowly shed her visage. Then, as always, the screaming began. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, am I the only one that's excited by this? <laughs> Show of hands. Who else is excited by this? <laughs> no, it's a cool concept because it's it's giving another example of her trek across Runeterra, right? There's no place she won't go to hunt. Uh, we'll talk more about that in the follow-up episode with her story. Um, right. Yeah. But to see her with – because if you've listened to our Ophelios episodes or any of our Lunari-related episodes, you'll know that lore. And that has its own shenanigans going on. So for Evelyn to insert herself in that space makes plenty of sense 
because that specific part of Targon has a lot of its own turmoil going on, right? There's a lot of its own shit going on. And she's like, well, I can get a snack while I'm over here. Mine as well while I'm passing through. Yeah, and it's uh, like, and that's an interesting idea to have too, because you know, since Evelyn is a being that's been around for so long, she probably is going around to like, oh, what's this? There's a, there's this guy out in the Blessed Isles, kind of messing everything up over there. Let me swing by. <laughs> <laughs> Let me swing by that. Oh, what's this going on in Sharima? I'm a, all right. Well, yeah. I'm gonna go backpack Another across the desert. <laughs> yeah. Um, just yeah, another so, sundial exploding. Yeah, she's just like, hell yeah, Christmas came early. Um, so, But that does take us to the other side of the card. Uh, and the flipped card, this is the art that you should definitely take a look at as far as when we're talking about how excited we are for the other demons. Because uh, this gives a really good look as far as Evelyn's demon form and all the other demons in their demon form. So hell yeah. Uh, but the flavor text on this one is, as Evelyn stalked Runeterra, she attracted the attentions of lesser demons, each hoping to destroy the Widowmaker and feast on her power. She butchered most, of course, but a few talented individuals caught her eye. Today they live on, bound to their mistress, and when the mood strikes, Evelyn lets them out to play. And, like, dude, dude, like... Hell yeah! I want to. I want to. I want to know more about the like the demons that didn't make the cut. <laughs> like what happened to them? I want to know about the demons that did make the cut. Right? And I want to see what it's like when Evelyn's just like okay, like you know, she opens a door and lets the dogs out. Like yeah. okay, go pee. I I, I want to see what that's like of just like you know like a, a town being like what in the hell is happening to us. <laughs> and with that. Uh, that brings us to the end. We're going to go more into Evelyn in her story episode because it's essentially an expansion of, because her bio is pretty much, uh, it's more conceptual. There's not much going on in it. There's not an actual story happening. It's just how was she created, right? And how does she right. sustain herself? It's more of a like encyclopedia rendition yeah. of Evelyn's existence where her story will go deeper into yeah, her it, it, Yeah, it's much less it's much much less of like a true biography like you know like ari or annie and more like what is evelyn like yeah. <laughs> forget about who is evelyn what is evelyn and this is we we got to discuss it but we're, we're definitely looking forward to figuring out more about who evelyn is and we're we'll be diving into that in the future so definitely stay tuned for it and with that thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode take care everybody